Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you once again for joining me. I really appreciate that. I appreciate all the social media help I've been getting out there uh, with the shares and the likes and and the stories and such. Really, uh, it makes a big difference. And uh, not to mention very encouraging. So uh, thank you, everyone out there who's been doing that. There is big news in the coffee world. Starbucks is going plant-based. They're celebrating their 50th anniversary next year. And one of their goals is to cut their carbon emissions by 50% by 2030. Uh, This includes waste sent to landfills. They're looking at going into 100% compostable and uh, more reusable cups. The biggest lift, though, will be going from dairy milk to plant-based milk options. Now, I don't think they are going to go, that they're going to completely cut out dairy. Uh, I think people will still be able to get that option, but they are going to sort of veer away from that. Um, And I'll I'll be honest, uh, Starbucks is not my favorite coffee. I typically prefer a local chain or a local coffee shop. But this is big news as uh, you know, dairy is responsible for 21% of Starbucks carbon footprint alone. Uh, just the dairy used at Starbucks contributed to 15.6 metric tons of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere just in 2018. And based on a study published by Science Magazine, Again, in 2018, milk production requires more land, more water, and will emit more carbon than any other alternatives to milk. They are uh, already seeing a consumer shift, you know, away from the dairy products to the plant-based. As much as 20% of their customer base is ordering the plant-based milk options. And, you know, given Starbucks clout, I think other chains are going to follow I think Starbucks is just trying to win me over with this one. This is a a right step for sure. (laughs) You actually get more options, I think, with plant-based milk. To me, oat milk uh, works really well for coffee. But uh, some people like soy or almond. Um, But with dairy, you just get cow milk. You can't pick like donkey or aardvark. You know, what about the donkey milk? (laughs) But I... uh... (laughs) I love how that's really weird, what I just said, but drinking milk from a cow seems perfectly normal. Um, just just a observation about how strange our society is when it comes to consuming dairy products. If you are a Starbucks customer, try out that plant-based option. I think uh, really any decent coffee shop is going to have those options now. Uh, so check it out because just like I said in my episode where it's the seven day vegan challenge, dairy is scary. One of my favorite aspects of the ancient astronaut theory is that of the portals and stargates. Einstein's theory of relativity established the ability 
to connect two regions of space-time in order to create a wormhole. That would enable us to travel vast distances in space ten times faster than the speed of light. So this means that the existence of portals and stargates becomes a matter of science rather than superstition. There's a belief that the placement of certain ancient sites served as these portals and doorways. One of the most talked about doorways is the Hayumarca in Peru. This is described by the local tribes as the gateway to the gods. It's actually two doorways cut in a T-shape. Uh, the larger of the two measures 22 feet square and the other one is six and a half feet. And they're cut out of these massive rocks with these diagonal lines cut all the way through it. And what's interesting is that they look like machine marks. The tribes say that the larger door was used by the gods and the smaller one by the mortals. It's also believed that the gods were giants and that the mortals could become immortal if the gods allowed it. A man named Amaru Maru was an Inca priest and he apparently was chosen. During the 16th century, the Spanish were looting the Inca cities. So Amaru fled the temple with a golden sun disk, which was revered as the key to the gods. He goes to the doorway uh, to find it guarded by shaman priest. So they let him in and they meditated with him. And during the chanting, Amaru noticed a pressure building in his ears. There was bright flashes that started emanating from the gateway. The doorway then opens and he entered, leaving his sun disk behind. He was able to pass through the doorway into another reality. It's a reality the shamans knew as the land of the gods. To this day, no one knows who built these gates of the gods. It wasn't the Incas. Um, researchers who visited the locations discovered an interesting indentation in the rock. They found that a slim disc could be inserted into the indentation. And this gives a lot of credence to the legend of Amaru's sun disc. Some reports say there is a strange energy that emanates from the doorway. A few years ago, researchers conducted acoustic experiments, and that led to one of the researchers vanishing for over 20 minutes. His colleague couldn't find him anywhere, and after 20 minutes, he was back but refused to speak about what he experienced. There are numerous sites around the world just like this, and it's not just in far-off places like Peru. In 2007, while searching for the remains of shipwrecks, scientists discovered stone structures at the bottom of Lake Michigan that dated back 9,000 years. The structure had been dubbed uh, Michigan Stonehenge or the Michigan Triangle. There have been a few disappearances around this site and numerous UFO sightings. It's believed it's another stargate. They say almost identical to the gates of the gods in Peru. In Egypt, a site called Abu Ghraib 
sits on an alabaster platform. And it's believed that alabaster is tuned to the Earth's frequency of 7.8 Hertz. It's theorized that this low frequency can improve human senses of communication and align human consciousness with the sacred energies. This site is believed to be another portal. Uh, this is another place where they've done acoustic research. All of these sites have the same acoustic design. There's something about the frequencies that they all share. Uh, Egyptian legends mirror the stories of those other portals. They talk about formless thought beings that traveled a wave of sound from their home in the Pallades star system. Abu Ghraib also has characteristics of advanced technologies being used to create the site. There's precise circular holes that were drilled into the alabaster and stone weighing several tons have been cut with precision and they were polished and placed there with meticulous accuracy. At the center of these sites is an alabaster mound with the remains of an obelisk disc on top. It was designed in such a way that represents four directions, north, south, east, and west. The vibrations transmitted through the alabaster are believed to create a doorway in which the gods manifested. One of the strangest discoveries there are the huge alabaster dishes that have these strange designs. It's explained by historians that it was used to collect the blood of sacrificed animal. However, no DNA has been found on the structures and scientists have no way to figure out how they were created. Occasionally, a blue glow of lights has been reported that accompanies a low humming sound. In Bolivia, there's an ancient city called Tiwanaku. According to legend, this location was the cradle of the first humans on planet Earth. The most significant ruin is, you guessed it, another portal. <laughs> it's known as the Gate of the Sun. This doorway was constructed from a single block. It was cut with machine precision and weighs 12 tons. This dates back to 14,000 BC. The construction of this gate is an incredible feat of engineering. The mathematics used has modern-day experts perplexed as to how it was accomplished. People have visited the sites, have reported strange sightings of lights in the sky, again the low humming sounds, even light flashes coming from the stones. These are civilizations all around the world having similar sites and stories. Another such site is Hippogeum in Malta. It's an underground prehistoric burial site that was discovered in 1902. It's made up of interconnected rock cut channels and has three distinct levels thought to be five and a half thousand years old. One of the chambers is known as the Oracle and it serves as the locations where shamans would sit while performing a chant that creates a frequency of 111 hertz. The chamber has been built specifically 
to resonate at that frequency and it focuses the sound. And scientists have confirmed if you sit in this room, you will be affected by the 111 hertz. Uh, MRI scans have shown that when immersed in this type of frequency, the brain switches off the prefrontal cortex and that's it deactivates the language center. It's also responsible for creativity and intuition. This reaction results in a form of meditation considered to be divine. It produces a trance-like state that some believe allows you to be connected to the gods by opening a doorway into another reality. You can visit this site, however, there's no filming or photography, uh, not even audio recordings are allowed. And only small groups of 20 can visit at one time. They are also closely watched by security. This site again is associated with strange lights and sound and even time loss. There's a study called Project Doorway that looked at all of these sites and noticed something called positive magnetic anomalies. The study also showed a correlation between UFO sightings and disappearances. There seems to be alternate realities that are only veiled by gravitational fields. UFOs have a common connection to these sites and these sites seem to be aligned around the globe almost like an energy grid or power line. In my research for this episode, I did come across an interesting video called How to Open a Stargate. It describes these portals as X-points that are born from the mingling of Earth's magnetic fields and solar winds, or where the sun and the Earth become connected by an uninterrupted path. These portals open and close dozens of times daily, and it goes on to describe the portals as wormholes in space. The pyramids and ancient sites are basically satellite receivers. And, and the math that's used in the construction of these pyramids are present in the Higgs boson or the God particle that was discovered a while back. That's a wild claim. Um, if you're not familiar, the Higgs boson was discovered in 2013. It's one of the reasons that CERN's Large Hadron Collider was constructed. I could do a whole episode about this location, this machine, that Large Hadron Collider. It's the largest, most expensive thing on Earth. But getting back to the portals, the video does say that the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is your best bet for opening a portal. Here are the four steps involved. The top of the pyramid must be intact. Apparently many sites have the top portion of pyramids removed, probably for public safety, but the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is still open for business. Uh, step two, seven space-time coordinates must be implemented before testing. Uh, all seven chakras must be tuned to the shaman frequencies that I mentioned earlier. December 13th through 16th are the best times to enter the gateway. You know what's strange about the Higgs boson is that it was discovered on December 13th. 
if all these criteria are met, then you are ready to break on through to the other side. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. As interesting as this is, I think I'll remain in this reality for now. I'll link the research I used in this episode in the show notes. Make sure to check that out, including the full video, How to Open a Stargate. You know, just in case you're curious about entering into your own portal. If you like this episode and you want to do me a solid, tell a friend about it. I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under The Coffee Buzz. I don't think there's uh, much competition for that name out there right now, luckily. I also have a monthly Spotify playlist that you can check out in the show notes as well. Uh, you can also find me in my own little weird corner of the interwebs under the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>